Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients, the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. bonus episode to the Render Podcast. We are so excited about this one. We are talking all things design trends for 2021. And you're not only going to hear from my voice, but you're going to hear Kaylee and Brooke. We are so excited to be here. You guys already know who I am, so I'm not going to waste my time introducing myself. But Kaylee has been on the podcast multiple times before. Kaylee, will you give our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Hey friends, I am Kaylee. I am a lover of thoughtful design. I'm an Enneagram 4 and I am the Chief Creative Officer here at Render. She is truly an Enneagram 4. Let me tell you, I see this lady every day. (laughs) She's an Enneagram 4 (laughs) and it's a good thing for our business here. Yes. Brooke, who are you? Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Hey guys, my name is Brooke. I am the new content manager here at Render. I also love design. This podcast episode is very exciting for me, so I'm ready to get into all of that. But I'm an Enneagram 2, so me and Kaylee are the feelers of the group. <laughs> and I'm the Enneagram 3, the non-feeler over here. Hard feelings <laughs> over here. All the we feels. are going to be talking about feelings and design today, so here get ready. we go. So if you have followed us on Instagram at therender.co, Brooke is the one that manages all that. You would be DMing with her and seeing her face. So go tell her hi if you haven't already. All right, let's get into designs for 2021. So today we are talking all things design, not necessarily just events or interiors, but design in general for 2021. Um, One of the things that kind of kicks off design season is the Pantone color of the year, which this year was a yellow. What was the actual color name? Do we remember? I can't remember what the actual color name was, but it's a yellow, it's a happy. Um, I think they chose that because of the 2020 year we all had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's a yellow, I want to say it was like canary or something. Illuminating. Illuminate. Ooh, I love that. I love that. That's With an ink. Illuminating. Ink. Wow. Continuous. Illuminating yellow. And right. it is like yellow. And I'm not talking about like golden hue sun. This is like lemon sherbet ice cream (laughs) at the ice cream store. Like, if you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's really happy. Like, truly. It is. It is a very bright You, like, immediately are happy when you see it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that kind of kicks off trends. Mm -hmm. Also, Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week typically does as well. But that didn't really happen this year. So 
I think everyone's just trying to figure out what this year looks like after the crazy 2020 we all had. But nonetheless, we are going to be talking all things trends. Let me say quickly before we get too far into this episode, just a reminder, trends are basically just a defined shared experience between humans. So it kind of just shows us kind of what's happening in the world, what a felt experience is for everyone. It kind of just sets a tone for what everything looks like for the year. So you can see that in fashion and design and whatever else has trends, hair, all the things. It's more of like a common, I guess, desire that everyone sees or a common theme. Um, but they are not rules. So just remember that as we're talking through this conversation, this is not a rule. <laughs> this is just kind of what's popular right now. This is also Kaylee setting the intention for this episode. <laughs> Kaylee is the queen of setting intentions in anything we do, really. So thank you for setting the intention for our podcast episode. Well, I was going to say, I actually in college went on a New York study tour and we visited WGSN, which is a trend forecasting company there. And so just basically off of what Kaylee was saying that there's so many things like events that are going on in the world, literally a multitude of things that kind of go into why trends are what they are. It's so interesting. I actually love the topic of trends. It's like, <laughs> well, good. I'm very passionate about this. So... I love that. Yeah. And really, anyone can be a trendsetter. Yeah. Anyone. You don't have to follow Pantone Color of the Year. You don't have to follow Fashion Week. You don't have to follow Pinterest. You can set a trend. You can um, expand on a trend. So many things you can do with it. While you're talking about that, this is like the last thing I was going to talk about because I wanted to cap the episode with this, but (laughs) it so perfectly transitions that I'm just going to throw it in here. Last year, 2020 has taught us that the home means more than ever. Like your home has become a catch-all for all things. You do so many things in your home now. And I imagine that's likely going to stay the same for this next year, but that sense of home and that sense of meaning will likely stay with you forever. And so one thing that you should think about and that I will be thinking about this year is crafting the space that is truly yours. Not taking all these different ideas that you see on Pinterest and feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to create this space that is so in the now, but really truly crafting a space that is geared towards you and your personality and your focus and what you want your home and your space to be, that should be your priority. And again, finding things that um, align with your personality, your intentions, and then applying those to design is really gonna help you set the tone for your home, for your office, for anything that you are designing in your life. And create your own individual style also. I love all these things. It's so good. Because even before 2020, I mean, we didn't really pay attention to our homes as much, unless of course you work from home or you're a stay-at-home mom or, but if you, are usually outside of the home, your home is just like, oh, you just go home, you change into something comfy, and you might watch your favorite TV show. That's your experience. I mean, this is very true. (laughs) (laughs) This is very true. But there's certainly other people like me. And so, but this is, this last year taught me that my home really is that. It's an experience. It's the place where I am a lot of the times now, which I wasn't before. So just to preface, there's, 
there could be transition between yes. like 2019 home life, 2020, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we can keep some of that in our back pocket for a long time, not just because the pandemic is happening. So For sure. And I have a prediction. So I'm predicting that you are going to see a transition in the hospitality environment. I'm thinking that we're going to see a lot more um, craftedness. I don't know if that's a word, but there we're you gonna go. We're going to call it a word. We're going to call it a word. We're going to see some more experiential Airbnbs and hotels and finding meaning within those spaces. Um, I know I am this way and I have found a companion in Brooke of we look for design when we look for our Airbnbs. Like if it doesn't have good design or architecture, like, sorry, I'm going to be staying 45 minutes outside of the city because I want to find something cool. And I am seeing that likely going to transition. Um, We're actually working on an Airbnb project right now. And that was the whole concept of this project that we're doing is really thinking through design, thinking through the space, making it match the environment, but really having an emphasis on design um, and increasing hospitality in that way. And so that's my prediction. And Airbnb, if you're listening, you can hire us for all your clients. (laughs) Every single Airbnb. Every single Airbnb. (laughs) Call in the shot right now. Let's call it. It won't come true unless you call your shot. That's right. (laughs) But seriously, they can call us anytime they want. Well, that's a great preface into trends. I mean, that's a part of trends. It's not just the visual aspect of trends. It's the emotional and the relatable and how you experience something. It's not just a pretty picture or a pretty inspiration or something like that. So that goes into trends. It's the hospitality when you show up at an Airbnb or a hotel the little um, toiletries that might come at the place in the bathrooms or the coffee station or the kitchen area or the kitchenette or wherever you're at, that's a part of a trend as well and how it relates to hospitality. Yeah. I heard of an Airbnb in Arizona that um, the owner puts pre-made cookie dough with the recipe like in the freezer for every single person that stays there and then you can make the cookies and then you have the recipe afterwards. I was that's like, so cool. I would want to stay there just because of that. Like, that's so cute. <laughs> wow, I love that. I know, right? Well, let's get into some more of the design-friendly versions of trends. It's kind of hard to explain design stuff over the microphone and yeah. via audio, but um, all that to say, we also have a blog post that we'll be posting about this. You can find more inspiration on our Instagram at therender.co to put some visual uh, elements to this episode. So go check us out there. Um, So primarily we've been in the events industry. We also are in the interiors, commercial and real estate industry as well. And so some of what we're gonna share about is going to relate to all of those. Um, And in addition to what Kaylee just said, just having experiential trends as well. So let's get into it. Y'all ready? I have one to start off with. Let's start Um, it. Since we already talked about the Pantone color of the year, thought this would be a good transition. So I believe that spaces are going to become more colorful and joyful this year. I've already noticed it in event design that Kaylee's created. We painted an office wall today with color. (laughs) So I just feel like 2021, we're in need of happiness and more joy. And so I can just see the neutral vibes are going to kind of 
go away for a little bit and I could see color just like really coming into our events and spaces. We need it. I know. For sure. <laughs> Even with the crazy start to 2021 we've already had. I love yeah, that and you to, noticed that. To play off of that, um, really experimenting with color, like you said, of just like finding ways to add pops of color into your space because color has a huge effect on our emotions and each different color has its own set of emotions that you tie to um, that color and so finding a balance between um, adding in color and maybe keeping a new a more neutral color palette in other places so maybe that could look like painting a piece of furniture um, like painting it navy or we saw on Instagram um, someone painted a little cabinet green and it was so beautiful and it was a nice statement piece um, or I've seen um, people hanging woven rugs as art pieces on in their living rooms and um, that is a a pop of color and a pop of texture that you may not normally see and so focusing on finding elements that um, energize you but also play to that happiness feeling because we all want happiness. I think we've all found that in this last year. How do we create that in a place that we are always in? Mm-hmm. And not only just at restaurants that we might eat at or um, places we might see on a normal basis when things are as normal, but in our own homes, in our office spaces, in the places that we are allowed to go to really yeah. at the end of the day. I've heard a lot of people talk about um, looking to nature for inspiration. So um, drawing colors that are nature inspired. So like greens. Um, My favorite green tone is Current Mood by Claire. It's a paint company. Um, But we also, like Brooke said, we just painted a wall in our office green and we use Truly Olive by Bear. And so finding tones that um, either point to like tranquility if you want your space to be that or like the ocean or you know you would do a blue but um, I'm also seeing warm whites and beiges being the new thing and moving away from cool grays and whites and like blues really moving towards warmth yes Um, and through that not even just playing with color but also adding in um, raw elements so like natural woods or leather or woven woven textures, um, kind of like imperfect vases or linen material. Like those are all things that help you pull elements of nature into your space. Yeah, not so refined and um, new, like perfectly. Li- yeah, I like that. Yeah, and that plays off of any design aesthetic too. It doesn't just lend towards like bohemian. I think a lot of times when you list out textures like linen or rattan or jute like immediately some people think of boho but it doesn't have to be layered in those elements I mean you can be a modern yeah person and add in a really cool vase that is kind of like stucco or something like you don't have to just stick to one design aesthetic it can apply to all of those well, even traditional style too joanna Gaines mm-hmm. uses those pieces all the time yeah and she's more of that traditional designer kelly worstler also does that and she's very eclectic and so you can take those elements and meld them between so many different looks doesn't have to be just bohemian so for i like sure. that you added that i feel like having been in the wedding industry for a while the term boho kind of just means like a trendy 
vibe. I just feel like boho kind of has a lot of different meanings mm-hmm. now. Not just like your traditional boho room. It really just means you have like elements of something different. Yeah, kind of like freestyling. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Transitional and another kind of hop off of that idea is creating cozy spaces. So again, thinking back to like earth tones and natural textures and layers, um, this truly like is my definition of what my space will be like for this year because I want whatever room I walk into to be warm and inviting and that to me speaks cozy. So if you want to apply this trend to your home, your space, whatever, just literally close your eyes for a second and think about the word cozy and whatever image or feeling or idea comes to mind when you think of that word, incorporate that into your design. So my yoga fireplace. So my yoga pants. That's <laughs> what I think of. Exactly. It's so funny. She's like yoga pants. I'm like crackling fireplace. I mean, both of those together is like cozy. Yeah, no, I was really envisioning like fuzzy socks too. Yes. Like knit blanket. So that could be a good transition of like a knit blanket or yoga pants, a comfortable couch or chair or just so many things. Just think of that and then play off of like, okay, well, what would I be doing if I was in my yoga pants? Kim would be on her Peloton. That, to me, does not scream cozy. I mean, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) But whatever it is for you, that's what you should do because it's your space. It's your home. So there you go. There's your tip for the day. I draw a lot of inspiration from the Scandinavian style and lifestyle. Um, I just recently got a book. I think it's called, like, The Huga Life or something. I'll have to look up and see exactly what the name of it is. But it's just it all about, yeah, yeah. I'll put it in the show notes, but it's this simple read book about how to live kind of like a slower life and just be super intentional. And it has like, um, like party ideas, how to have like a super hygge, cozy party. And it's just everything to me. I'm going to need to borrow that. Yes. Yeah. You, definitely you would love that. <laughs> it's really good. Um, something that you mentioned, Kaylee, about um, thinking of the word cozy, something that Kelly Worsler does all the time, and you can find this as like a preview on her masterclass class, but she'll take pieces of clothing that feel a certain way to you and drape them over your sofa or drape them, put them on the floor or put them in different areas of your house to invoke that feeling and show you maybe what that texture would do to a space. So if I liked my yoga pants, I might go get my favorite pair of yoga pants which could be my leather leggings or it could be my uh, joggers or whatever it is, but I'll take whatever feeling I want to feel and go put that on my sofa and then have that kind of inspire what you would put there. So whether it's a blanket in the same material or something like that, that's just a tip that I've always remembered from Kelly Worsler. That was super cool to me that you could take a article of clothing or, um, a tray that's on your coffee table or like whatever feeling you have and go put it where you want to explore something new. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. She's a smart lady. So we've been talking a lot about interiors. Um, let's transition a little bit to events because a lot of our listeners are in the event space. Something that I have seen as a trend uh, moving forward is um, couples still and companies still utilizing their budgets. Um, even though it might be on a smaller scale or in a different place than they envisioned, still being super intentional with that money. 
and being intentional with their design of the event and making it an experience versus just the normal show up for the ceremony, have a cocktail, have some dinner and dance and leave at the end of the night, creating some um, what I like to call moments of impact at the events instead of um, just throwing it out there, which I think is going to be really cool um, to see. And it's going to allow designers such as us or such as wedding planners or event designers or whoever they might be to really take those moments of impact and run with it and figure out what's going to look really cool based on the couple or their client's design and really integrate that in. Well, you know I love intentionality, so I'm here for all of that. (laughs) If we can have that all year long, I'll be a happy gal. All decade long. Oh, oh, (laughs) oh. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I just think it's going to be really cool. I've heard, I've used the term moment of impact for a long time, but I've been seeing other people use that term as well. And I'm excited to see what happens with it. And you can take things like, I mean, an example would be your bar or it'd be your ceremony space or it'd be your head table or it would be uh, your photo booth or it'd be your um, really anywhere that you want to really pull a lot of attention to instead of just you know throwing up a table with a linen and a little pop-up bar making it really cool and really unique either with a hanging installation or um, something unique which is really cool yeah one thing I like to do and I like to ask this question and Cam I learned this from you like this terminology like this phrasing is whenever you're thinking about a space think about how you want to feel how you want your guests to feel how you want anyone entering that space to feel and then design around those feelings mm-hmm. and I think that's pulling from my wedding planning days yes yeah but <laughs> that's what I used to tell my wedding planning clients yeah but I feel like that's the best basis especially if you're someone designing for someone else or creating something from someone else the best trigger to understand kind of what where they're headed down is basing it off emotions because you want to set them up for this is the emotion I'm going to end with like when they finally walk Results into the driven. room yes mm-hmm. when they finally walk into the room and they see the end product they're like yes I that feeling I told you like I'm feeling that that's for me as a feeler that to me is a is a really great driver of like, yeah, I hit the mark, like I did that. Mm-hmm. And since a lot of people see design in different ways, everyone, for the most part, we all have certain feelings that we feel, whether we can identify them or not, but you can identify like, oh, I'm feeling joyful, I'm feeling happy, I'm feeling like disappointed, this isn't exactly hitting the mark, but those design terminologies, I probably couldn't have told you, like this isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so cool. And you can take that in any space, any in an event space, in an interiors project, commercial property, your office, your bedroom. I mean, like so many different areas. And you might feel different things in different areas of each of those things. I might want to feel something different in my bedroom than I do in my living room than I do in my home office. For sure. In my kitchen. I mean, you're going to feel something different in each of those spaces. And so when you're with a client, either at their event, and same thing at the event, at the bar, you might want to feel something different than at the ceremony. And at the dance floor, you want to feel something different than if you were at the head table. And so understanding that, taking it a step further, then how do you want to feel after you leave this event? How do you want to feel when you're grabbing a cocktail at the bar? Well, you want to feel um, excited. You want to feel 
intentional, well, that might come through a specialty cocktail versus a beer or wine. And so it kind of helps you make those decisions versus just picking something to pick something. Yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, while we're talking about space, why don't we talk about this trend? Because I think this is going to be a big one for this year of the idea of designating space. So like I mentioned earlier, our homes have become a catch-all for literally everything. Like you're working in your space, you're working out in your space, your kids are at home doing school, you're homeschooling, Mm -hmm. you're talking to your doctor, like all the things. And if you live with other people, that gets messy. And so this idea Especially when you add in kids. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I could tell you that right now. Oh gosh. Um, Creating separation between space or rooms or activities and setting intentions with the space that you have, I think is going to be a key this year. Mm -hmm. For sure. That actually goes perfectly with my next one. We're on the same wavelength of office design just in a home this year. I think a big trend is going to be people being more intentional about making their spaces Mm -hmm. in their office really beautiful. Um, And I was even reading something about like maybe they hadn't planned to work from home and so they're just kind of they have a makeshift office in their bedroom and so doing like more build out things where it's a fold down desk or something Mm -hmm. like that that can fold right back up and when you um transition out of the work day you can just put everything away that way you're not looking at your work all night long so i'm feeling like more transitional spaces Mm -hmm. too yeah and maximizing those spaces within this as well yeah I heard that people are thinking that we're going to be moving away from open concept in the home, which Mm -hmm. to me... I've heard that. I don't know about that. I love the open concept. I'm here for it, actually. I bought my house specifically because it was open concept, because my home before was not. Mm -hmm. It was very um, sectioned off, and I hated it. I might have different opinions from you guys. You're here for it? I'm here for it because, well, one of my favorite girls that I follow on Instagram says that for one it gives her more space to have more art if you love having art on your walls Mm. but also for me we just moved into a new house and when you walk into the house from the front door to the left it's a wall and to the right it's our living room and when we first like toured our house I hated that I was like we have to knock this wall down like I need to see the kitchen from the living room because that's like been a trend for so long I thought that was like an absolute must-have And now the longer we've been in the space, that's the wall that I made, like our feature wall Mm -hmm. in our house. And I was able to break up our living room from our kitchen. And it's actually really nice. If there's dirty dishes in the sink, I don't have to look at it if we're in the living room. (laughs) Very true. That's a great point. (laughs) It's kind of nice to be like, let's go to the living room. Like, and just be separate from Mm -hmm. our dining area and Mm -hmm. our kitchen. But I can see that being a trend. Brooke is here for that trend. I am. I, I th- you're like we're not I think I'm on the fence I don't know I need to like I need to I live in an apartment so I don't have a lot of options but I've always been the gal who's like oh no you need to tear down that wall of yeah. like no what are you doing like when my in-laws moved into their new home I was like you're tearing this wall down right and they were like no I don't think so and my husband Will was like no 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 they need to tear down that wall like what are they thinking and knowing Will I'm sure he was like I'll tear it yeah. down for you we side note we actually tore down a wall in our old office Will and That's I right. yep Will Jade and myself <laughs> literally one day I don't think I was there and I think I came in and was like 
oh, we're doing construction today. You approved it. I did approve it. You approved it. it. I just don't think I remember it happening on that day. And I walked mm-hmm. in and was like, I'm sorry. It was done. What's happening here? It was done. We that literally just took cameras. I think cameras. video footage at somewhere in the archives. There's times when an open concept <laughs> is, like, necessary. Oh, for I sure. I will say. For sure. You know, a good transition for you guys, if it does go to a less open concept, is maybe, like, more cased openings. Mm-hmm. Like, the curved ones. Have you yes. seen those? Yeah, so there's still ways. some wall separation, but... I don't know if I can get on with that trend. <laughs> I am such, like, an extroverted... I want to be entertaining. Yeah. No, I it's want good people over... If I'm doing a lot of the dishes in the household, I don't want to feel like I'm separate from everyone. And I also don't love dirty dishes. So I'm like, if there's a dish in the dishwasher in the sink, I need to get it into the dishwasher so I can get it clean, so I can get it in the cabinet. Yeah. And I want to be with people. So I chose my house because of that. So I don't know if I can get on with that trend. <laughs> Maybe in another life. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> um, another one that I have, and it kind of relates back to events a little bit, is curvy postmodern furniture we have two pieces that in particular that i'm thinking of and if you're listening to this you probably don't know what i'm talking about but (laughs) i can link them in the show notes (laughs) is our haze chair and our linen club chair Mm -hmm. they're both very like sculptural Mm -hmm. and yeah they're like art pieces yeah it's like an art piece for your event Um, And they're also colorful, which kind of ties back into what we were saying earlier. So I could definitely be seeing more brides and people using pieces that are like that. I have about one this morning that is like that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I have about 75 saved that at any moment (laughs) when I get the go-ahead to purchase new inventory, I'm like, purchase, 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 purchase. Someday. Someday. Someday soon, hopefully. But like any, (laughs) any client who's like, hey, I want something different. Yes. I think, I think what you're saying is so true of like this idea of like art and playing with furniture and art being cohesive. Um, Lena Ford is a designer and she recently did a collection with Crate and Barrel and my gosh, everything was oversized, like so well done and so interesting that like all of the pieces stand alone were incredible but if you were to have the whole collection it's like a museum yeah like a very like natural functional functional (laughs) but just beautiful architecture in furniture like so interesting Mm. and I feel like that's how conversation starts is when you have interesting pieces and color, especially at events. Mm-hmm. Whenever you roll up to an event and somebody has thought through the design, whether you think about design all the time, like myself, or whether you just like see it and you're like, wow, that's beautiful. Like you start a conversation. Mm-hmm. It's one yeah. of those moments of impact. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. I think people are also just after 2020 wanting something different. I think you just said that, but just wanting a change. and. Mm-hmm. And what they see at events. Like nothing's ever going to be the same. So what we put in our spaces should also be different. Yeah. And why not try things out Yeah, right now? Like especially for events. If not anytime, why not now? Yeah. Like anything goes. Truly. And especially if like you're hosting an event. And you may not have 300 people at a conference. Or 350 people at your wedding. Like you have... A smaller amount of people that you could try this current thing that like idea that you want to do and 
you have a less less amount of people who could love it or hate it. Like if people <laughs> hate right. it, there's less people. You know, like just try it out. <laughs> Why not? I mean, that goes back to what I tell our students who are starting their rental companies. I'm like, try out something, and nobody's looking. Like, try it out. You might fail, and that's okay because you're gonna learn from those. And so you can do the same thing with events right now. Instead yeah. of having 200 people at an event, you might have 50. And so you have less room for criticism. <laughs> okay, speaking of well. trends that people might hate. Uh-oh. Have you guys seen, <laughs> listeners, you two, have you seen the insulation foam trend? No. No, I'm People sorry. are using in spray insulation foam. For what? It's actually really cool. I'm a fan. Let me show you a picture. <laughs> I think it's cool. Insulation foam. We're going to be linking this in the show notes, so don't worry. Insulation oh. foam mirror. Let me just pull it up on Pinterest because they're going to be more. Kind of looks like cotton candy around something. Oh, wow. But people are doing like an entire bedside table and putting insulation foam That reminds me of Virgin Hotel. It does, yeah. Like this whole, like, yeah. They are always pushing the limit. All right, I'm going to have to disagree. I don't love it. (laughs) My husband, (laughs) he was like, because I wanted to do a mirror like that in our house, and he was like, no. And I was like, okay, this is your house too, so I guess we don't have to, but I really wanted to. (laughs) It's kind of like Willy Wonka. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. I'm into it. (laughs) I can't say that I am. (laughs) I'm not a fan. I'm glad you are, though, Brooke. We're, we're going to support you in that. Uh, I'm listeners. sorry, but you might not be able to do that here at the yeah. office either. <laughs> no, everyone's going to hate it. Everyone's like, why did she suggest that? If you are listening and you look at the show notes, leave us a review and let us know what you think of this trend. We would love to know. Are you? <laughs> do you, you love it or hate it? Do you love yes. it or hate it? Let's put it on the Instagram story. Yeah, Instagram story. Don't leave us a review that says... We hate the trend you you suggested. <laughs> yes, go on the story because it's only there for 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. There's so many trends that have been great in, in past time and some that have not. That would be one that great. we look back on and we're like, why? Why? That was horrible. Yes. But. Yeah. Know. Do y'all, speaking of trends and terrible trends, do you remember back, this is when I was in like middle school or high school. And it was cut off jean skirts with t-shirts and a scarf. Yeah. And Uggs. Remember that trend? And Uggs. Mm -hmm. With Uggs? Yes. Mm -hmm. Please, no. It was such a trend. (laughs) I felt like the coolest girl on the block when I walked out of the house that way. I can't. I do remember that. Yes. But your t-shirt had to be a little bit shorter so you sh- you see like a little bit of your midriff. Oh, I was never allowed to do I that. mean, I wasn't either. I just did it when I walked out of the house. <laughs> Mom, I'm sorry if you're listening to this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. The times. The times. That's going to be one that we look at and be like, what? Uggs with? Yes. With skirts. <laughs> yeah, just remember trends always come back. They always come back. Do y'all remember gauchos? Yes. I'm pretty sure those are coming back. I mean, the I mean, wide leg pants is kind of, but I'm like, I'm here for gauchos. I don't love the look of gauchos, but they are very comfy. <laughs> Just to lounge the house in. Yeah. I've got a pair of gauchos. Just like Ugg boots. I love a good pair of Ugg boots. They're terrible, but they're so comfy. 
this is my last one, but my last trend that I am foreseeing is people focusing on making their outdoors beautiful. I think last year we all realized that being stuck in a confined space for long periods of time, you just need to get outdoors. So I have a feeling this year people are going to be in their gardens and in their flower beds more, but also like bringing nice lounge furniture outside. And this could go for events too, like just bringing things outdoors. Y'all had mm-hmm. your launch party yeah. outdoors. Yeah, like, in their parking lot. Just, I don't know. Outdoor events have always been a thing, but I could see it like being more of a thing mm-hmm. now with COVID, not knowing and all of that. So. Yeah, I agree. I heard a really interesting bounce off trend of doing indoor gardens, Ooh, which that. is like doing like elevating your outdoor space, but also like bringing the outdoors in kind of like what we talked about earlier, but like literally having gardens in your home. And I, it was funny. I was watching a video on YouTube and the ad that pulled up was like a garden company. And the whole ad was like all of these people's homes and they had all of these like gardens inside and like herbs in the kitchen and then like hanging plants everywhere and it was like truly like building out all this little mini oasis in your home so my home is like halfway there so I'm not too far from a full garden in my house but <laughs> how many you know, plants are you up to now I think um I'm at 16 okay wow. you used to be at 17 but I think that was when you were babysitting yeah. one of our plants yeah I was how I was plant sitting um, our <laughs> office plants. So I think I, at that point, got up to like 20. Um, but now we're back to a healthy 16. <laughs> In an apartment, oh, too. In an apartment, yes. I kill everything that I touch. Me so too. That would not work in my house. You need to Fake teach plants me. is my way. Hey, plants are key to a lot of happiness. And you can read all about why we need plants and experiential design for events as well. Perhaps... Kaylee, you need to do an episode all about plants for okay. your home and your events. Sure. I would love that. Let us know if you want that. We're going to put that in our in our <laughs> Leave us your, yeah. in our queue yeah. for future episodes. If you really want that episode, leave us a review and say, Kaylee, we want to hear about plants. <laughs> Don't ask me about plants. I know nothing. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> One thing that I think we're going to see in addition to everything else we've talked about today is I think we're going to see more minimalism and if you're a maximalist just breathe for a second and just listen to what I'm about to say because when I talk about minimalism I'm not talking about the design aesthetic of like completely paring down and having this like super minimal nothing's in your space like sterile space Mm -hmm. what I mean here is just cleaning out and cozying up I think that's all achievable for everyone, no matter what your preference is on design. Um, And to like set the tone for what minimalism is, is the key components are to create a space that you can breathe in, a space that only has items that bring joy and bring inspiration and things that function. And so for me, this is going to look a lot different than it might look for Cam or for someone who loves like having all of these really nice things or just having things in general. Uh, But just do what feels best for you. For me, I will be getting rid of a lot of things. 
my house is already pretty minimal. I love like having just things that bring joy and bring inspiration. Um, but paring down your space, I think, is something we're going to see a lot this year. I might have to take note of that. <laughs> I love a lot of texture, so. I'm definitely, what did you say, maximalist? Maximalist. Maximalist. Yeah. I hadn't heard that before. I saw that on the quiz the other day, and I was like, huh, I've never heard that term before. <laughs> I think I'm that, though. <laughs> I've seen a maximalist, minimalist combined mm. stuff on Pinterest, and it's like huge sculptural pieces. Yeah, like scale. But not many of them. Yeah. So it kind of gives like a maximalist feel but it's also minimal because you don't have that many pieces yeah so well, maybe i'm in the middle there's certain areas of my home that i'm not maximalist in i don't know <laughs> <laughs> very confused on this term <laughs> well good well do you guys have any other design trends before we wrap this episode up i think this is just going to be a year of experimenting yeah and i hope that that's what your year looks like too if you're listening, that it's just a year where you can kind of just like take off what the expectation is for you or the, the idea of the expectation that others have set on you or you've set for yourself and just like think about what makes me happy, what do I want my space to feel, look like, and be like, and then just run with it. Mm-hmm. And try it out. Yeah. And then you can switch it if you don't like it. Exactly. You're not married to anything unless it's you know, something that you've had since you were a child and you're like, I literally can't get rid of this, (laughs) then maybe don't get rid of that. But, you know, try things new. I like it. All right. Well, that wraps up our 2021 Design Trends episode. Thank you for being here today while Kaylee and Brooke just left. (laughs) I don't know if you caught that, but I literally just said, try things new. Maybe try, maybe try new things. Maybe that should be your thing. It works. I knew exactly what you were saying. Good. Good. (laughs) All right. Well, have a great rest of your Sunday if you're listening to this on the on the day that it comes out. And have a great week. Yeah. Have a great week. Let us know what trends you're following and what you think is going to be trendy this year. Good follow up. I'd love to know. Truly, I would really want to know. Have you ever wondered how to market your business successfully and maybe asked yourself, how do I increase my engagement on social media? How do I convert followers to actual paying customers? Or how do I consistently show up on social media? Well, inside of the Rental Pro Marketing Challenge, you'll learn all of these things and leave with a plan to increase your marketing to yield actual results. This challenge is for creative professionals in the event rental industry to gain knowledge and apply practices to their social media plan, email marketing, and websites. It's all happening from January 18th to 22nd, which is coming up soon. You'll receive email prompts daily along with access to a Facebook group with daily Q&A with me. I love a good competition, so we've added a point system with prizes for first, second, and third. And y'all, the prizes are awesome. Why should you join the Rental Pro Marketing Challenge? Well, marketing can seem daunting with all the platforms to use and changes that happen often. And so we have five daily prompts for you to do, and we can guarantee you an increase of engagement by the end of the week. 
If you follow the prompts and do what it says to do every single day and continue to do it even through the rest of the year, you'll gain even more engagement and have people ready to rent from you in no time. Visit the link in the show notes to sign up for the Rental Pro Marketing Challenge.